What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are your hosts, Chase and Miles, and we are at the Lucky Duck. Thanks for joining us, everybody, while we do a special episode, the deep dive, the official deep dive and breakdown of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Sorry, the the Johnny Blepp and the Amber Gerd trial. Amber Gerd. Amber Gerd. Who's that? Well, she's a famous actress. You've never heard of her? No. Aquaman. I don't think Aqua I pronounce Woman, it the same way. Aqu- Spider-Man into the universe. Aquawoman. That's not a thing. Well, it should be because I'm <laughs> sick of men I having know. all the lead roles in all these movies. Seriously, can you think of one superhero that's a woman? I can't. There's, there's like no movies. There's none. There's not a single Marvel movie about a woman. Not a single movie. Uh, I think that Johnny Depp won. Johnny Blepp. Blepp. Yeah. We're not allowed to say his, his real name. Yeah, so we I, have to. We have to change <laughs> it slightly. So we're gonna have to beep that out. Yeah. Okay. Beep. Johnny. Beep. Johnny Blepp. <laughs> Johnny Blepp. He won. Yeah. Well, it's still ongoing. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I, I that stopped before I deleted TikTok. That's true. Good point. Yeah, yeah, that's that is like before TikTok delete, after TikTok delete. Those how is that how you separate your memories? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like Amber Blep. I mean Amber <laughs> Gerd. <laughs> Amber Gerd and Johnny Blep. Johnny Blep, uh, and then post. Johnny Blepp, yeah, and Amber Gerd, and then deleted. Yep, and then YouTube. YouTube. Hey, After cheers, that. buddy. Cheers. Hey, uh, what are we drinking? We're drinking um, a wonderful concoction that I made. Uh, it is a purple drink, and we are uh, we are drinking a purple drink. Uh, maybe I should just call it the purple drink. But it's got uh, cream of violet. It's got blackberry liqueur. It's got gin from Amsterdam, and um, a few other mystery items. There's some Topo Chico in there because I love to just throw in Topo Chico anywhere I can. Yeah. To just give it that extra punch up. Tastes like Mountain Dew. It might have a little Mountain Dew in it. <laughs> That's weird. A little, little code red. Also, these uh, blackberries taste like they haven't been washed. You know what well, I mean? Well, you're not supposed to eat them. Did you already eat them? Mm-hmm. Oh boy! <laughs> it's garnished with some blackberries and some mint. Um, Where'd you get these cubes? These ice cubes? Aren't they, they beautiful? They, they look like uh, they um, like fake. No, no, you know, in uh, when you go to the Japanese store, the rice candy. Mm, oh like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, monkey. yeah. They they're they're well. I've got a, a square ice mold just for the cocktails. Yeah, they look like they kind of. Yeah, what, what's that called? It's it's rice candy, right? It's yeah, like a, I don't know the name of it, but I know what you're I know what you mean. They have a bunch of different types of food. <clears throat> There's somebody types. out there that is yelling into their speaker yeah. or their headphones, going, "Hey, fuck faces!" It's Racist. it's beep. Yeah, it's uh, Amber Gerd's uh, hard uh, chewy candies. <laughs> uh, Mike's hard yeah. lemonade. Yeah, <laughs> this is a little bit of Mike's hard lemonade. This is, which little... is today's sponsor. <laughs> Aside. Bud Light. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Don't even think about anything else. Bud Light Zero Calorie? Ew. Gross. Okay, well, they're the sponsor, so. <laughs> oh, I mean, we don't your have any. drink doesn't taste like sunscreen, don't worry. <laughs> we uh, we accidentally threw them all away. Bummer. Yeah. Dang. Don't Wait, us. you mean we drank all of them? Oh. 
Actually, we did drink them all. I think we, yeah, I think we did. <laughs> so we one. pounded, pounded a couple. Yeah. One of those I, shotguns. I mean, last podcast we had Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, mm-hmm. pre- pretty sure the like three or four before mm-hmm. that we had Bud Light. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. time to move on to something else. Yeah, what 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 it, what could it be? Uh, Coors Light. Coors Light. <laughs> that would be typical for mm. someone in Denver. That's true. That's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So it's a purple drink. Going back to the, I don't have a name for it. We'll come up with a name for it. But um, it uh, it can be found the ingredients and uh, basically how to make it on our Instagram. You should head over there, give us a follow. Uh, but it's purple today because I am very excited to officially announce the launch of our third podcast within the Lucky Broadcasting Network called "Don't Write Me Off." And yes, yes, round of applause. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, the branding's purple, so we thought, hey, purple drink, let's cross market this bitch. Um, for those who love podcasts, specifically audio dramas, narrative driven fiction, storytelling of all kinds, this is the show for you. What we essentially did is we got seven independent screenplay writers from across the country, we got them all together. We randomly picked three story elements that they all had to include in their story. We had them separate, come up with 20-page script that we, meaning myself and my creative partner, Cole Gosley, uh, produced into full-blown audio drama productions with real actors and professional sound design. Um, And so you guys can listen, and then you get to vote... What your favorite story was at dwmopodcast.com. And then the winner of this season will get to pick the next three narrative elements for the following season. So on, so forth. It's great. I'm really proud of it. Um, They're kind of bite-sized stories, so they're really easy to consume and binge. And so if you're a fan of anything in that space, I highly encourage you to listen. Um... It's been a long time coming. We've kind of just been working on this um, in tandem with a couple other projects throughout the year. Um, We're very excited, so go out and listen. It'll be on all podcast platforms this Friday. When I say this Friday, it's uh, December 15th, 2023, Um, and it'll be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, all that stuff. Um, It's ad-free, so you don't have to listen to any of those, you know, pesky uh sock and under me undies fucking ads Bud light or, ads you know so roku glasses or whatever the fuck it you know people are advertising these days um yeah you don't have to listen to annoying bud light commercials like we have on this podcast um yeah it's great you should listen and i'm excited to hear what everybody thinks don't and, write me off uh, i have the website open here if we want to boom oops throw that up there yeah Ooh, oh, that's, that's not it. <coughs> it's um, not technical difficulties. <laughs> Let's just say I may or may not uh, have a guest appearance in it. Yep. Uh, yep. But it's going to be good. I haven't heard any of it. I just am blindly trusting Chase and going on a whim here and saying it's probably going to be the best podcast in the world. Mm. And stick around because we're actually going to dive a little bit into 
uh, the making of Don't Write Me Off. Boom. And how you can make your own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not really, but... You can. But if you're interested in kind of hearing about how that happened and uh, how Chase and Cole came up with the story and all that, and or the concept and all that, stick around. We're getting into it. Yeah, we're going to get into it. In like 10 minutes. Yep. So fast forward 10 minutes if you don't like us. But you might miss because we might actually start in five minutes. So don't do that. Yep. Oh, oh, it just became oh, two minutes. Oh, we're starting it. Oh, nope, at 15 minutes. So, yeah, uh, make sure you vote as well. Yeah, dwmopodcast.com. Don't write me off is the name. Um, so excited. It's it's going to be great. And I'm so – I'm looking forward to because what we're going to do at the end of the season um, when everybody's voted, it's like a month out basically is what we're going to do is get all the writers back on like a Zoom call and do sort of like a round table and everybody can kind of chime in on the experience, what it was like working with us, um, what they liked, what they didn't like. And then during that, uh, we'll be announcing the winner. Um, and so everybody's very excited about that. We'll post that as like, kind of like the final end cap episode. So that'll come a month later after we release all of the episodes. Um, and so Y'all are going to be waiting in anticipation to hear who the winner is. Um, so you're going to do like a love is blind kind of thing? Dun, dun, dun. Everyone gets together. And yeah, the tell all. They're like, my yeah. story was better. No, mine was. There's going to be lots of drama. There's going to be some chairs that are thrown through the Zoom call. Yeah. Um, yep, a lot of death threats. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yep. Be prepared. Drama-filled episode. That's bum, pretty bum, sick. Bum. I think the first, uh, well, after you listen to the first episode, that will tell whether you listen to the second one. Yep. And same thing for the third one. And the last, before the last episode is going to tell whether you listen to that one or not. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. And like I said, it's like, they're really bites. They're like, I think the longest one is like slightly over 20 minutes. So they're like really easy to listen to. Uh, and so you can probably, if you got some time on the weekend or during your work day, or maybe you're working out on the treadmill, you could bang through those like in one day. If you yeah. Want seriously, to. guys, those audio dramas, they're not like listening to this. Yeah. Like we, we might make a, a one to two hour podcast and it might feel like 10 hours to you. Yep. These 20 minute podcasts are going to feel like two minutes. You might be going, man, why are they, why are they keep talking? These guys are bozos. Yeah. They just keep talking and talking. Two hours goes by and you're like, when are they going to quit talking? This ain't it. That's this ain't that. Yeah. You're going to want them to keep talking. Yeah. You're going to be after episode seven, you're like, where's episode eight? Oh my God. Then you have to wait an entire year for the next season to come out. So, you know. So sign up for our podcast subscription service, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. you'll get them. L- Lucky Broadcasting <laughs> Plus. <laughs> hey, man, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's not. Hey, tell Bud Light we're done. <laughs> we got a whole new uh, revenue model. A Lucky Broadcast Plus. Yeah. I like this. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so it's snowing outside. It is snowing. It's pretty it's cold. Super annoying. I had to drive over here. Yeah, I passed like thirty snowplows. Yeah, there was no snow on the road, by the way. Yeah, it's still it's still like it's coming down. It hasn't quite you know settled on the road, but those guys they get out they they get earning right away. It, Sometimes it, a little flurry comes down. And you're like, yeah. the guys like, <laughs> yeah, it smells like snow. They always seem get to go plow. to the same road though, and they just yeah. plow one road, and they're like, "That one's the most important. We don't care about any of the." That's others. it. And my boys, what are you plowing? You're just scraping the asphalt. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense to me. I know. And they spray out that uh, 
chlorine shit or whatever it is. It's like it's like a salt yeah. or whatever. I think it's not salt. I yeah. don't think they use salt because I think it rusts the cars. Yeah, and shit, but it's like a all natural something, something that doesn't kill the the squirrels. You know, probably it's, it's safe. Let's see how the squirrel. You could probably. go out there and lick the road if you wanted to. It's probably probably uh, FDA so. approved. I don't think you can. Do All right, that. don't do that. Uh, We're but, not doctors. Yeah, it's snowing out, it, which is normally good, except when you have to drive in it. Yeah, it's just Denver it, things. It, it's exactly. It's hashtag exactly. Denver things. You know the, that uh, that social media trend that's been going around where it's like, "Hey, I'm from Denver." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, um, I do. I, th- I have a couple. I think we should. I think should we go through them? Yeah, we should go through. A few. Okay. All right. So here's here's my first one. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm from Denver. I wait in three-hour traffic to go skiing every weekend. Oh, that was the one I was going to do, but oh, I'll shit. do a different one. Okay. Uh, I'm from Denver. I drink beer at breweries. Ooh. I'm from Denver. I stopped to take a poop in the Chipotle down the street on my way home from work. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm yep. from Denver. I go hiking. I'm from Denver. I go by the Chipotle and ask the manager to stop locking the bathroom door so I can poop on my way home from work. I'm from Denver. I go rock climbing. I'm from Denver. I called Chipotle corporate to complain about their bathroom use policy and try to find the address of the general manager. I'm from Denver. I wait in traffic all the time. <clears throat> I'm from Denver. I dress up as a completely different person to try to fool Jerry, the GM, into letting me use the bathroom on my way home from work at the Chipotle. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm from Denver. I wait in traffic to go skiing on the weekends <laughs> i'm from denver i killed the gm jerry at the chipotle and wear his skin like a leather suit and then walk into chipotle and use the bathroom on my way home from work anytime i want i think you're doing this wrong i might be doing this wrong <clears throat> i apologize uh this is not a this is not like a <laughs> this is not story time sorry sorry i just had to get that off my chest it's yeah. been bothering me all jerry week. yeah jerry lipshits I know the Chipotle you're talking about because I also have taken a shit at that one and he's kind of anal about it. it. Get at it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, um, you got to do it. Uh, Chipotle, Chipotle is like that, that one stop on, on your way home. You're like, maybe I'll pick up dinner. And while you're waiting in line, it's a long line. So something's brewing. Maybe lunch isn't sitting right. Maybe you had, maybe you had um, a milkshake or a latte in the morning. <laughs> a, a latte milkshake and it's really starting to hit you like the lactose is starting to real brew up so you grab your chipotle you head to the bathroom it just becomes a habit and then jerry picks up on it and suddenly has a freaking issue with it and he starts going hey last time you used the toilet you blew it up <laughs> and i had to clean that up and i'm like listen i i am just a patron just trying to use the bathroom, no big deal. And it, it just got out of control. And, 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 you know, Jerry, I'm sure, is a really nice guy, but. Um, okay. You gotta, you know, this is starting to bother me. Do you actually get Chipotle when you're there, or do you just go in to use the toilet because it's on the way? Uh, I just go to use the toilet. All right. Yeah. So there it is. Chipotle's have. Gentlemen. I got to give it up. Chipotle does have some pretty nicely maintained bathrooms. Have not used it. Very surprised. All right. So top 10. Fast casual places to poop. Ranking Taco them, Bell. Oh, ranking what? Ranking from first to last. Wait, Taco first, Bell is fast food, not fast casual. It doesn't right? matter. We can lop it in. Okay, I'm going to say fast. whatever you can get through a drive-thru. Okay. All right. Chipotle. 
number one. Number one, okay. They do have drive through at Chipotle. Check it. Um, <laughs> the nicest, <laughs> the nicest bathrooms you will ever poop at in a fast food restaurant is Chipotle. All right, number two. Get ready for it. Sonic. No. A lot of people don't know they have a bathroom, which is why it's in such good condition. Because not a lot of people use it. It doesn't get a lot of rotation out of it. It's always clean. It's just the employees. Yeah. And they don't eat there. So they're not they're not having nasty diarrhea shits like I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> number three. Number three. Okay. Shalotskis. A lot of people don't know this is a Midwest concept. It's like a snack concept. They got little salads. They got little sandwiches, some wraps, some smoothies. It's owned by the same concept that own or the company that owns like Moe's Burritos, Southwest Burritos. Is that Burritos. the place that they had in Tallahassee? They did have it. Okay. They'd Closed down. It. I think, yeah. But yeah. Um, okay. Ate there once. Yeah. Yeah. F- number four. Get ready for it. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Right. Okay. There is something about the Lord's bathroom in those Chick-fil-A. It's heavenly. Okay. Yeah. You can shit for hours there and feel like you're near a five-star hotel. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And afterwards, okay. you get those waffle fries. I think okay. it's the Chick-fil-A sauce that really does it for me, for Chick-fil-A. Cleans you out. Cleans me out. Right, 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 right. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a, a self cleaner. So when you're taking a shit, it's really it doesn't dirty anything up because the Chick Fil A sauce is kind of clean in it. Well, as, you're as eating, and then you, t- you you shoot the sauce. Shoot the sauce. Shoot the sauce. Like a tequila shot. Like a tequila shot. Shoot hey. it. Yep. And what you, you slurp it. What do you chase after? Oh, nothing, dude. You oh. chase the bathroom because that's where you're <laughs> headed. That's where you're headed. Um, number five. Are we okay. at number five? Yeah. Number five. This is my drum roll. Okay, number don't five. say checkers. Don't say checkers. It's not. It's rallies. Oh, rallies? It's rallies. Okay. The sister concept of checkers, almost identical, opened in 1989. Rallies, famous for their seasoned French fries. You can actually get them in King Supers, any major retailer. If you go to the frozen food aisle next to all the potatoes and starches, Whoa. you can buy rallies. It's like rallies checkers. It's like co-branded. I didn't even know it was still open. Yeah. All right. So this one, they don't have public restrooms, so you kind of have to like sneak your way into okay. it. Okay. It's only okay. for employees, but if they're not looking, they're not looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does it have a passcode, or you just is this? No, no, because it's like you're not supposed to be in there. In, okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're looking out for the cameras, yeah, like bringing your squirt gun and stuff? Exactly. Okay, okay six. We're starting to get into the ones that aren't so nice, right? We're, okay. hitting, we're starting to hit. When ten is like ten is like the, the least desirable. Okay, so what, what does this mean? Because, for instance, if I go to Walmart, go to the mm-hmm. Walmart bathroom, mm. uh, every time there's a massive shit in at least one stall. At least. The other stall is flooded somehow. Yep. Shit mm-hmm. on the walls. Yeah. Toilet paper on the ground, just mm-hmm. dirty on the ground. Okay, mm-hmm. every time. Every now, time. Now, what? Where? Where is that? Is that ten? Is that five? Compared to this? Ooh, you know that's a whole other category of its own. No. I would say if I could rank it, yeah. it would definitely be last. Yeah. You know, because like there's nothing worse than a Walmart bathroom. Uh-huh. But in this list, I don't know quite know if there's any of these places that quite get to that level. Okay, that's okay. that's superstore level okay. we're talking about that's like major league bathroom right, right. discussion so we're, we're, th- we're talking maybe like trader joe's bathroom mm. comparison to mm. like a number 10 fast yeah casual. yeah trader joe's you probably be landing around a four a four okay. yeah they're gotcha. okay they're okay, okay. So, so so now we have a scale yeah six okay six we're talking 
Arby's, okay? Oh. Arby's isn't the like nasty fast food of the fast food world. You know, it's it's like you get that curly fry. Everybody loves the curly fry. Some, Everybody some could consider shake. it the nasty. Well, right? okay. I mean, it's not tough. Isn't there a slogan like, we are the meat or yeah, something we, like that? No, we got the meats. We got the meats. We got them. Yeah. Doesn't we, that I think it's we little... have the meats, actually. Okay. I'm sorry. I fucked that up. Okay. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. Isn't that a little nasty? They have the meats, but they also have the meat shits, and they got to prepare for it. And yeah. the bathrooms sometimes don't hold up, but sometimes they do. Okay. And you got those Arby's. Sometimes they have the lobby. Sometimes they don't. So it's kind of a it's kind of like a wish wash whether so not they got a guy who just cleans the toilets there. Yeah, right? probably. No, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We're gonna move on to number seven. Number seven. <laughs> Starbucks. Yeah, it's bad. Starbucks, it's bad, dude. Yeah. Everybody's got a shit when they're in Starbucks. Yeah, I don't care who did. you are. <laughs> you drinking that coffee, you got a shit like two minutes later. Yeah, yeah. Or or it doesn't even... You could be a to-go customer. You walk in there, as soon as the coffee hits you in the face, mm-hmm. yeah, you're done. You just smell it and you're like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, you're like, oh, man. I hope they didn't put a passcode on this door. You look at over and you and you see that it's taken. And, and so then you stand Always there. taken. You wait for your stuff yeah. yeah because somebody else is always taking a shit in that's there. why it's ranked so low on my list here is because a either it's always taken or b it's got a locked passcode and yeah. you gotta buy the coffee to get in true yeah yeah it's not i snuck into one recently mm. yeah mm. it was in lisbon i had to pee so badly you know when you're in a city yeah it's just like there's nowhere to pee because they a all lot lock of public, the doors not a lot of public restrooms yeah. yeah and so i'm thinking like hey i normally shop at starbucks Right, mm. I've given them like thousands of dollars probably over time. I deserve one bathroom break. Yeah. Okay. I don't normally go to the bathroom when I'm there. I deserve it. You deserve it. So I snuck in. Show them your your uh, your your Starbucks Sorry, app. And like, look how many rewards points <laughs> I have. I deserve to use the bathroom. Yeah, they're gonna be like, you don't have that. Many. <laughs> really, what they should do is instead of using the passcode, they should just like have the R the M, uh, NFC thing and then yeah. you like hold up your or that scans your the barcode on your app and you're like oh you're a customer like you're a like you have to be like ranked high in the percentile of cus like if you just download the app you can't get in yeah but if you're like a year in you order it every other month and you're like okay all right you're it right. was super awkward though i had to act like i wasn't using the bathroom because here's what happened it's super busy right really long line it's mm-hmm. in the evening i don't know why starbucks is always busy in the evening it's so weird but i walk in Busy, don't know who's who. Uh, I'm trying to make it towards the bathroom, but when I'm walking in, an employee's kind of walking like not not towards me, but just in my direction. Mm. And uh, and so he sees me come in, and now I'm like, okay, the bathroom's right there. What like he he saw me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he knows <laughs> he, he, he knows, knows what I'm doing because I, like, oh, I looked. We over, got one. <laughs> I looked over at the, t- the the bathroom door and then I look into his eyes and he looks into uh, my eyes uh. and he kind of gave me a nod. Oh, you shouldn't have locked eyes, dude. That's, that's I know the thing. I know. Yeah. And then I'm like, fuck. So I I kind of like start to like look around like I don't know where the bathroom is and I'm mm. kind of just looking like, oh, where's my friend? You know who's holding my coffee that I bought yeah. a couple minutes ago. That's so I'm so kind of doing this like scratching my head, looking around. Lot, you know, there's a lot of people. Oh, is in he there. back there? Yeah. Is he back and in meanwhile, the he's getting closer to me. So I'm thinking, oh fuck, he caught me. Mm-hmm. Right. He's coming for me. Red hand. So I look at him again. We lock eyes again, and I'm just like, he he knows it. And then he turns 
right mm. like just stops looking at me turns right and starts going towards the bathroom oh no yeah oh and i'm thinking and and, and right now the bathroom door is actually open so you know it's good yeah i He's know it's good. good there's a lock on it but uh-huh. somebody had left it open Ooh, what a bro that's yeah. that's a fucking bro right and there. this was one of those where it was like you needed the passcode to get into the door and then once mm-hmm. you're inside the door it's kind of like a hallway and then the, the men's and women are separate it's not um, yeah. yeah it's it's not one of those where like it's a single bathroom or it's separated mm-hmm. or unisex or anything so so I, I i so now i'm thinking i gotta get in there before he closes it right? yeah i gotta get in mm-hmm. otherwise i'm gonna stand in this line i'm probably gonna pee my pants waiting yeah. for this plus you probably looked a little homeless so he's like oh no here we go exactly I'm starting to smell the coffee at this point. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to shit myself too. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I start walking towards it and then he like kind of turns around and I do one of those where I'm like, yeah, I turn around. Like, oh, oh, no. what's up? What's up? Yeah. 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 In the corner. I'm oh. Like, Oh, the mold. Oh, Black the ceiling mold. tiles are intricate in mm-hmm. this location. And, and then, and then he looks at me and he's like, go ahead. Oh, he knew. Yeah, sir. Yeah, he's like, you don't have. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. It's listen. We don't have to do this dance. <laughs> so I walk in, and then he was actually uh, helping this woman and her two kids. Mm. I think they were immigrants or something. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. get into the bathroom, and so he let me in, and then he closed it. Wow, I was much the last nicer person. than like uh, somebody in New York City, like a Starbucks. Oh, seriously, it, the, you know, there's like all, entire social media accounts dedicated to like providing passcodes for public, oh, not really? public bathrooms, but like establishments with bathrooms that yeah. have locks on them. Yeah, there's like a whole like web- websites dedicated to this. Um, they like try to update them as frequently as possible. Wow, I was yeah. in uh, where was I? Montrose, I think, mm. in in Colorado. Mm-hmm like a town out kind of central in the mountains. And, uh, I, this random gas station in town, I think it was. And I had, I got gas and then I had to pee. So I mm-hmm. went inside and there was a lock on the door, which I thought was super weird. Cause mm-hmm. I've, I never, you never see those in a small, like a small town like that. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's right off the highway or something. Sometimes you see them, but it was such a weird place to have it. So I went up to the lady and, Ask her if I could use the toilet, you know, lock on the door. And at first she was like, nope. Ha, ha, ha. Stand there awkwardly. Yeah. Don't know what to do. Yeah. She's like, just kidding. Uh-huh. And then she walks me back. She doesn't give me the passcode. What a she fucking walks comedian. me back. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So she walks me back. And as soon as we get to the bathroom, the door opens. <laughs> Somebody came out. Oh, man. Like, Damn it. Uh, this is such a waste of time. Because I had to wait for her to stop talking to someone. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. awkward. But you, and you're trying. You got to go. Gotta I, go. I gotta go. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna take it out right here. Mm. Number eight. All right, number eight. A and W, but the A and W that's comboed with the KFC. Oh, okay. You know the type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They mm-hmm. all split right down the middle brand. Right. You got. You can order both concepts at one counter type of thing. Uh-huh. All right. Double the fun. Not double the fun for the bathroom. Okay. Okay. Still a single bathroom. Not in great shape. They don't. A and W and KFC do not take care of their bathrooms. All right. It's sad. Some do, but a majority doesn't, which is why I ranked it number eight. Okay. Okay. Number nine. Are you ready for this? No. Long 
John oh, Silver. This one's baby. surprising. This one's. I think this is just neglect. I like. I can't imagine fried fish is giving you the shits that badly. I think it's just neglect. I think it's just neglect. You know, th- this is a sleeper. Nobody often talks about this concept. It's kind of a dying breed. You know, one pops up, then suddenly it's gone. It's almost like, you know, uh, Biden's laptop just can never find one. Yeah. You know, it's like, where's the Long John Silver's? And so it was never here. It was never here. We don't know him. We don't know about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, so when you can find one, it's a treat because you're like, oh, gonna get that fried chicken that we love so dearly. <laughs> Actually, fun story. My wife loves Long John Silvers. Oddly enough, don't criticize her. Okay. But she gets the chicken tenders. How weird is that? It's super weird. That's fuck. That's fucked up. <clears throat> Does she at least order any fish? <laughs> no. no, she's like, just this the is tendies. Disgusting. I don't like she's this one place. of those people where okay. I'll have the tendies kind of kind of gal. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it is. I think it's kind of self-explanatory why it, uh, why it landed. Uh, was this number nine? Number uh, number nine. Um, now, are we ready for number ten? Does okay. What about if it, the Long John Silver's has a Taco Bell attached to it? Don't they do the side by side too? <sighs> well, number ten is Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> All right, so if you got yourself a Long John Silver's combo with the Taco Bell, you're like a 9.5. You're not quite at the tip the scale 10. Yeah, because half the people are getting Long John Silver's. mm -hmm, Well, I mean, let's be honest, like 25%. If there's a a combo, it's like probably 25% of the revenue goes to Long John Silver's. Yeah, why even have it? You know, it's like like money laundering. You see a lot of them, like they do the co-brand thing, and then like six months later, it's just now it's a Taco Bell standalone. You know, so it's, it's sad. It's sad. But Taco Bell... Doesn't need much explanation of why it lands number ten on my on my list. Okay, it is ta- Taco Bell is synonymous with diarrhea. All right, you get the chalupa, you get that Dorito Loco crunchy taco, whatever. Five minutes, you can put the timer on your phone. Five minutes, and you're about to sh- to paint the bowl. Somebody yeah. call the museum. I got another piece. It's right into your collection. <laughs> okay. That thing is disgusting. We're talking like almost Walmart's super center bathroom level quality. Okay. Right. They barely have any toilet paper. Okay. In the urinals, if they have any, there's no, those little urinal cakes. So it constantly <laughs> smells like reeks, <laughs> reeks of piss. Yeah. I don't even know if the people going in there are either blind or they just want to play who can piss on the wall the most, but they are doing it and it's not pretty. Yeah. So that's why, sorry, Taco Bell, but you just got the number 10 spot on my bathroom quality list. It's not great. I could go on and on. There, I mean, we can we can publish the the total list of of concepts. I mean, I'm I had to condense them. I'm disappointed I didn't hear Dairy Queen on that list. You know what? It was close. Okay, <laughs> number eight spot almost was Dairy Queen. Okay, but it's the Dairy uh, it's the Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. Right, right. It's not the normal Dairy Queen. Yeah. Okay. You can't just go up to the window. That would be more mm-hmm. like a um, mm-hmm. a rallies where you have to sneak in. You got to sneak thing. in. Yeah. And so then it's a little nicer. You got to sneak in. Right. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. So there you have it, folks. Do what you will with that data. We're 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 just humble scientists doing the Lord's work, reviewing yeah. the bathrooms. We'll publish the full list as well as how they were ranked, mm-hmm. uh, the grading criteria, <laughs> testimonials, pictures of our dumps that we did uh, for science. 
I actually remember in college going to Taco Bell next to the Walmart. We used to go shopping at Walmart and then we'd get Taco Bell after mm. like every single time. And then I'd go back and eat it and just die for mm-hmm. like a half hour yeah and i would think why do i eat this oh yeah because it was three dollars and i'm in college yeah yeah or it's just the amnesia effect where you're like i'm never doing this again and then like a week later you're like oh taco bell that's the thing i think they put cocaine in the meat Mm. because you remember when they used to when when there was that whole thing where it was like taco bell's ground beef is not Mm. actually meat and then they sued that person yeah taco bell was like hey 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 hey, hey. slow down all right that's not quite true. Meat is defined as if the if it's sixty percent beef, then you can call it beef, mm-hmm. right? Something mm-hmm. like that. They yep. came out. They had a big thing in the newspaper, and it was like, "Our meat is actually meat." Blah 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 blah. And we sued the guy who said he wasn't. Anyway, we're talking labels here, folks. Listen, if tomorrow they were like, "Taco Bell is not even food; it's a tree," I'm gonna go. All right. You're still I'm, getting it. I still know what I'm getting myself into. I've you're had it addicted. before. You're addicted. I'm not addicted, bro. I just can't not have it. <laughs> okay? I don't know what to call that, but it's not addiction. It's addiction, and it explains why the bathroom ranking is what it is. Because, mm. it, because if you went there and had Taco Bell and had the experience that you have afterward, you'd never have it again. Bruh. Like no no rational person hmm. w- w- would have it again, except when there's because there's an addictive substance in it. What's the, what's the what's the forty percent other forty? What's the filler in the meat that get you know like like what's the mystery part of that? You know it's like sixty percent beef. Let's just say let's just this is not true. Taco Bell do not sue us. Yeah, but for comedy. It's 60%. What's in the 40%? What are we doing? What is Taco Bell putting in? Are we doing laxatives? Are they doing a little bit of cocaine? Are they doing... I feel like there must be a little bit of laxatives because imagine if you ate Taco Bell without it, you would just stop you right up. I mean, mm-hmm. you that, that stuff... Yeah, that stuff is so thick it would just go into your intestines and get yeah. stuck in there. You know what I mean? It's like, how, can we single it out? Like, what is it? What what component? Of the, for instance, the 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 hard shell taco. Is it the cheese? Is it the 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 tortilla? Uh, is it the lettuce or is it the beef? The only way to find out is to eat loads of just each ingredient, and then find out how it your your body reacts to it. I'm talking like yeah. eat a gallon of that beef by itself and be like, okay, it's definitely the beef. <laughs> Or just the cheese or the sour cream. Like, we gotta, you gotta break it down. Or is it just the combination, the eerie combination of all those beautifully prepared ingredients that gives the meltdown? Also, like, some people would say, oh, you have diarrhea to talk about. You're just weak. Oh. You're just fucking weak, bro. Oh, yeah. I eat Taco Bell and I'm good. Yeah. I'm good on the Taco Bell, dude. That's that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. I I used to be called names and you get bullied. Yeah. They're like, really? Yeah. Really? Really? You have uncontrollable diarrhea afterwards? Stomach problems. I'm sorry. I'm Mm. allergic to meat. Mm. And then they would make me eat more Taco Bell and it would just make the problem worse. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair. It's a fair assessment. Yep. I don't know. I look. We should probably get off the topic of diarrhea and ranking fast casual rest bathrooms. I I don't know. It's all right. I feel like 
I'm I feel like it. our listeners are going to think, what are these guys doing? Do they really think that I want to hear the ranking of the best uh, fast food chains? No, but what they want to know in our next segment is, all right, who has the best bathrooms and full-service restaurants? <laughs> Starting with... <laughs> no. Um, Longhorn. Yeah. So, on my new podcast... Don't yeah. write me off. I'm very excited. I think you all should listen. Have I mentioned that I have a new podcast out coming Friday? So uh, twelve fifteen. Yeah, I got some questions for you. I got some questions for okay. you actually. So, so for so I, look, guys, if you don't know, uh, Chase has produced numerous amazing shows and podcasts. I mean, this one pr- probably one of the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, two guys talking. Sometimes have guests on. Talking about ranking restaurants and stuff. Nobody's ever done that, right? Nobody has a, a podcast with two white males in their in their mid mid lives talking shit. And and if you disagree with me, you're listening right now, so Ooh, th- that's on you. Yeah, that's so, okay. something's wrong with you, buddy. Yeah, you could be listening to Kevin Hart's new podcast or yeah. mm-hmm. Daniel Tosh's new podcast. Uh, NPR he, has a podcast. Why are you not NPR? listening to that? Huh? They you're have here. Like, they have like thirty of them. Yeah, something wrong with you. Why not? It's on you, not me. But this guy. Uh, you know, produces at the Lucky Duck, uh, original kin. Don't write me off. Have you heard of <laughs> Big Bang Theory? <laughs> <laughs> because that's a decent show, but unrelated. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so I want to get back to the beginning of things because, uh, like prior to whenever we started this podcast, which was in. 2021 2020 2020 was that yeah, the, the pandy the pandy right it was right. the summer of the pandy okay so it was that summer i couldn't remember uh so i remember you came to me and you were like hey i want to start this podcast where we rank the bathrooms uh, fast casual <laughs> was the places. Goal. we finally did it boys <laughs> <laughs> and that could be our last episode uh yeah <laughs> and but before that you you were kind of a, a podcast um uh, like a, li- a podcast listener, you yeah, enthusiast. Li- listened enthusiast. Yeah. yeah, you listened to a lot of different podcasts. I remember years before that, you telling me about podcasts like Joe Rogan or some of these different, um, uh, like, uh, vigilante or whatever podcasts, like, and, and these different audio dramas that you had heard. And I at the time was like, oh yeah, that's great. I do listen to some podcasts usually, like if I'm driving or something, but. Not it's it wasn't like a daily thing for me. Where for you, I think it was like more almost like a daily thing, like going to work, driving to work or home. You would listen to podcasts or when you were working and you just had something in the background. And so I had heard you talk about podcasts before, but what was it where you were like, I want to start like actually making one? Like what 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 sparked the idea of you even starting this podcast? Yeah, I think I just became super. super into storytelling in general. I mean, like from a very young age, um, I wanted to be involved uh, creatively in some sort of visual medium, whether it was like making movies or, you know, I, from an early age, I remember getting my first little video camera and like (laughs) writing little scripts and, uh, shooting them in the backyard with you and some, you know, my, our cousin and, uh, you know, a couple other friends and, putting together these little amateur little productions and, um, you know, I, I always 
was interested in what goes into making them. And I always enjoyed doing that and going through the process and, and, and being, and allowing myself to like use that as a creative outlet. And so, um, you know, as I, I shifted into my career, starting out as a graphic designer, that was a way for me to, you know, use creativity, uh, as an outlet, uh, and, you know, kind of, kind of left the whole idea of making something like of, 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 of a storytelling kind of sentiment behind. And when podcasting started to explode, um, my first real introduction into podcasting wasn't like something like Joe Rogan or like a, a talk show type, uh, situation. It was fiction. Um, and, uh, and then later like true crime, uh, and then into like, uh, you know, talking shit type podcast with a bunch of friends or whatever. Um, so I, I was always a, a real enthusiast of the medium. I thought, how cool is it that they can create IP and content and tell stories um, without actually going through big studios, without uh, the Hollywood gated community uh, where you got to basically, you know, uh, stroke a guy to get your shit made, you know, and with millions of dollars. And so, um, you know, when I moved out to Denver, I really got into that. I was listening almost daily to different shows that some of my coworkers would, would, would suggest to me some, some that I found on my own. And then it just organically grew, um, from there. And so I, one of the first podcasts I remember listening to, um, it was actually suggested by a friend, uh, Jonathan, uh, who, who used to live here, uh, was Tannis and it's like a pseudo mockumentary, not a mockumentary, but like a, a serialized show, um, that was like a journalist, but it was produced in a way where it made you feel like it was real, uh, where he talks to you and he's like, it's almost like serial, the podcast, but fictionalized. Um, and so that took me down a rabbit hole, of all these fiction type storytelling podcasts. And, um, I was like, I, I can do this. Like, it seemed like it, it seemed the idea as novel to me as it was producing podcasts. Um, it seemed like it was a low barrier to entry into being uh, a part of that community. Um, and so we started our show and that was a way for me to really kind of dip our toes into podcasting. Like what is it like to host a podcast in terms, not, not like what we're doing right now, but like, what does it mean to upload it? Uh, distribute it to all the platforms, um, which is like host. It's, it's called hosting. Um, uh, what is it like to go through the technical details of recording it, um, editing it? There was a lot of, lot of time spent learning how to do that. But um, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't terribly difficult. If you can, you know, you can learn anything on YouTube these days, basically. Um, and then. Uh, you know, kind of circling back to me as a kid and my kind of fondness of like storytelling and creating things. Um, I've always had this idea for a show, for a, a story. And I remember even in middle school coming up with this idea. 
And um, I never really did anything with it. it just kind of was like something I'd tell people like, oh, I've got this story, you know, and they'd be like, oh, cool, whatever. Um, but uh, I remember having a conversation after we published this show with a friend who lives in Hollywood, who we uh, we all know, it's Cole Gosley, um, who was an is- aspiring, you know, uh, screenplay writer. And we were, he was like, oh, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I'm actually like thinking about doing one where it's very similar to yours, where I talk to other writers and things like that. And I said, well, I've got a story that I, you know, I've always held on to that I think would be killer for a podcast of like a fictionalized storytelling type audio drama. And he's like, hey, you want to jump on a call and talk about it? And from there, it really grew into this thing where we started to meet you know, every week and we'd talk about it, we'd break the story, we'd, we'd starting to get real serious about it. And that turned into original kin, um, which, uh, the pilot episode chapter one is out. It's been out since last year. Um, so you guys can listen to that. And, uh, and then, you know, we started brainstorming. What else could we do? What what else? Uh, what other things that we have floating around could we tether to this medium? So what what is a uh, to stop you there with original kin? What's the plan with that one for for mm-hmm. anyone who's who's like actually listened to that? And I mean, personally, I really liked it. I didn't have uh, anything to do with with the story or or producing it or anything. Mm-hmm. And so and like so, an unbiased opinion. I really really enjoyed the story. I actually remember <clears throat> when you were. Uh, working on that uh, that story concept when you were younger you had it in your notebooks and mm-hmm. uh and i like i always thought it was cool that you brought that back that was like something that you grew up doing and mm-hmm. you brought it back into your life and um and so i really enjoyed the story i know a lot of other people who who listened to it and really enjoyed it as well and so personally i want to know what happens in the story mm-hmm. and i also i also just enjoyed listening to it so i want to know when the rest of the season's coming yeah yeah so uh the good news is we know where the se- where the rest of the season goes um cole and i have been working over the last year breaking this story it's going uh it's most likely this is kind of spo- spoiling some some uh of the back end of things but it's uh most likely going to be a 10 episode season um and yeah, we, we know exactly where it's going, how it's going to end. Uh, and, um, we're, we're in that, we're in the script writing phase of it. It's, there are going to be hour long episodes most likely. So it's kind of a massive project. It's going to be our like fla- quote unquote flagship project for, for our kind of like uh, little production studio that we got going on. Um, and it's going to most likely going to take up till 2025 to actually get it all out and produce because that's just how much work is involved. Like we, st- we have to, it's essentially if, if every page is a minute of content, you know, that's 60 minutes, an episode times 10, that's 600 pages of script. It's a mammoth. And, um, I don't want to say we were naive going into it, uh, but I think we were like, oh, we can just bang this out, no problem. Uh, but I think it's going to be a testament to how well-crafted the story is because we spent so much time 
creating the universe of which the story takes place, of breaking the story. I mean, we would spend almost every Sunday for three hours straight on Zoom because uh, he lives in L.A., just breaking the story, coming up with the beats of each character arc, and there's several, uh, you know, dozens of characters in our story. And so um, really it's it, it was such a tedious task. If it was easy... I think it would be kind of a, a boring story. I think I think the things that are most uh, interesting take time to develop because there's so many intricate weaving of story elements to be had, especially especially since it's like uh, the the amount of uh, runtime in this season that we're we're expecting. Uh, you know, it's one thing to do a half hour episode and then six episodes a season, which is typically what you'd find with us, an audio drama. Um, we were a bit more ambitious and I think we didn't really identify that at the start. We were kind of like, we'll see where it goes. And then after we broke the story and we figured out how it was going to, how the end of the season was where we were going to end up. We were like, Oh shit, this is like an hour episode each episode. And this is, we were like shooting for eight episodes. First it was like six, seven episodes then it was like, oh, well, we have this whole thing. We need to expand it. We need to, you know, without spilling into season two, um, you know, and, and we obviously don't want to talk about that because that's way into the future. But um, that's kind of like the trajectory of that show. And I'm super excited. As soon as Don't Write Me Off um, is published and we can kind of let that kind of marinate in the, in the, on, the, on the podcast platforms. We're quickly writing the scripts for season two, and and uh, we're we're so excited to start dipping into that because it's kind of a we took a little bit of a, a break creatively from that. Not not to say that we weren't we were still meeting, but like we weren't um, dedicating a hundred percent of our time to doing that. It was like we're kind of splitting our time between these two shows uh, because we did. And I'll kind of get into this, uh, but don't write me off. Um, as much of a cool concept uh, that it is, you know, being the a competition a writing competition essentially um my true intention with it was to harvest and cultivate a uh a, a community of creative people um so i'm hoping like over the lifespan of the show and hopefully it's many many seasons that we will create this community of writers of actors of sound engineers of uh mastering artists um and just be able to just be able to foster that community and create something that everybody can like connect on and network and like, Oh, you worked on this show or you worked on don't write me off. And Oh, I had this other idea. And that way everybody can, we can just kind of create that community for podcasting in general. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. I don't, I mean, obviously there's uh, studios that produce podcasts. So there's like people who are dedicated to working on podcasts, but I feel like there's not, the community aspect where it's like, are you working with people and like are all around the world, not just in your studio talking about those things. So, I, I mean, I don't know if something like that exists cause I'm not in the space, but it seems like a, a really neat idea and something that if I was doing that, I would want there to be. Yeah. And it, what's, what's great about it is, um, you know, some of the writers are, are established, you know, writers. I think, um, there's a few that have, have some really impressive credentials and there, there's some that are dipping their toes into the industry. So it's a wide variety of, of, uh, people with, with resumes. Um, but if you have 
any difficulty breaking into the industry or creating content because um, of the barrier to entry in Hollywood, uh, this is a great way to get your content produced. I mean, like I basically made their sh- made their story come to life for free. There's no strings attached to this, um, and so uh, it's a great way if as a writer to get your stuff made. Um, and for us, it's a great way for fresh, unique, creative ideas uh, to come to life. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know what it's called, but I see the clips on, on on YouTube shorts all the time of the comedians. It's like the a couple comedians. There's, oh, is it Kill Tony? Uh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they'll have just amateurs come up mm-hmm. and tell jokes and they'll play with them and stuff. And yeah. I think that's a like in the comedian space and in the comedy space, a great way to get uh, new talent out there. And like, especially with uh, TikTok and whatnot. Because uh, you've seen a lot of amateur comedians blow up because of TikTok, right? Yeah, like they yeah. they weren't. Uh, what was his name? Matt Rife or whatever his yeah, name was. Yeah, yeah. He blew up because of that. Um, so that, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a neat idea, but that really reminds me of you know that this kind of thing, but in the comedy space. So. Yeah, it's a great comparison. I I do I do think um, that there's a lot of through lines and parallel thoughts there. Um, one thing that. Uh, that I really enjoyed uh, was just uh, not only the writer's aspect of this, but also um, getting a lot of actors involved, like actual voice actors. And there's a lot of um, eager talent out there that just haven't had their break in the industry who are doing voice acting as a way to like build their resume. And so when we tapped into that pool of talent uh, and, and a lot of it was like, Oh, a friend of one of these writers, because everybody in this industry relies on networking. It's like such a massive part of your job is not only just doing the day to day things of producing your content, but also just networking and talking to people because that's how you get onto other projects. And so when we were working with these writers, we were able to be like, Hey, do you have any recommendations of who would might want to be part of this part of this project? And uh, they're like, yeah, I have a friend who's, who did, who was on this, who was on this. And, you know, we reached out to them, you know, we got them on board and there's some really amazing talent that out there, some of which have done things, some of which, some of which this is their first thing that they've ever done and they killed it. And so to be able to, um, for us, it's great because we get to work with amazing people, but for them, it's great because now they have something to show other people when they go to look for more work. Like, oh yeah, I started don't write me off episode three, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so for me, um, it kind of just ties back to that ultimate mission, which is just to create and cultivate that community. Yeah. That's, I think, uh, really awesome. I, I feel like, um, like like a podcast like this, it's super easy because you only need you and me. You yeah. don't have to think about. I mean, some of the some of the ideas or some of the things we talk about, we'll we'll think of before. But a lot of times, it's just general conversation that we have. Uh, we don't rely on other people necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to find actors who match the voice or tone of what we're looking for. All those things, and um, but. Uh, uh, did you originally, uh, 
like when when you and Cole were brainstorming or whoever had this idea of creating Don't Write Me Off, was it more like, hey, I have this idea to do this type of podcast, or was mm-hmm. it like, was was it more of the I want to create this community? How could we do that first? Yeah, so um, we did Original Kin first, and through that, uh, there was a lot of lessons learned when interacting with the um, people in the industry, and so. For me, I started to feel, started to lean and, uh, I don't know, um, push towards that direction of being like, oh, I, I, I would love to have a pool of people that we can talk to, uh, not only to like ask for help or, you know, Hey, do you want to star in this show or whatever, but also just to bounce ideas off of, you know? Um, and I can't, Cole and I can't quite take 100% credit for the idea. It was actually uh, Russell Ramtahal, uh, our good friend Russell, who um, also stars in Don't Write Me Off, a few a few of the episodes. Um, so shout out to him. But he sort of planted the seed for the idea, which was, he was, you know, he has a group of friends and they had the idea. I think one of them was like saying, oh, I want to write this story and they got they're like competitive so they were like oh well i want to i could probably write a better story i'm kind of butchering the 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 the, um origin story of this but basically the nuts and bolts of it is they got competitive they were like who can write the best story and we overheard that and uh cole was like huh that sounds like a great idea for a podcast and it and then you know i was like oh well that would be a great way to like cultivated community and so it was it real the pieces came together quite quickly it was like not a lot of time that passed to figure out like whether or not we were going to do this it was almost like that's a great idea we should do that i don't know if there's a lot of people doing that there's probably a few shows out there that are doing this um but uh let's have our own version and see where it goes yeah uh, and i think so like going from there i think uh this is uh, a little bit different from original kin because with original kin at least what it sounds like is you and cole are spending tons and tons of time on the story and everything that goes into story and uh, story writing or creative Mm -hmm. writing whatever um and now uh you're it's more like like the actual production of the podcast right because you have the storytellers so you guys aren't focusing on that as much uh and now it's more like how can we tie everything in and then also producing the podcast. So it, it seems like you're able to work on that craft mm-hmm. a bit more than you were maybe with original kin. Yeah, it is. It is definitely like we're wearing a slightly different hat in this production than we were in original, original kin. And yeah, the, 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 um, the delivery of product was much quicker. Um, because we were not having to write the show, like, you know, like you'd mentioned. And so, um, so it is, it is, uh, it has allowed me to sharpen my sound design skills and all the, the, and, uh, you know, producer skills. And, um, you know, uh, this is Cole's first like director, like credit for something like this. So he got to really 
dive into that and um and get a feel for how to do that so is he one of the writers as well no no okay Mm-mm. so he's purely taking on that director role and not director host coordinator you know yeah, yeah kind of like a, almost a project manager in, in a sorts as well okay so um, this is even more different for him from for him because for you you were doing a lot of the work on original kin mm-hmm. related to the actual production of the podcast because those that's the skill set you already had mm-hmm. and now you're you're doing that but but refining that skill right and mm-hmm. then he's kind of doing like something not totally different but or i guess maybe he was doing that too with original kin right a bit I mean, yeah a little bit were, you like shared that role yeah it was a, it was it was less of a directorial role for him in that project um and that's kind of more of what the hat i was wearing for original kin um but uh but yeah i think i think it was inter- it was it was nice because i was doing a lot of that and i didn't have to do this that time and so i got to i don't know you, you just um when you swap roles like that it, you just get different perspectives yeah. and and get to see like the other side of the tracks type of thing for um, sure and yeah. probably there's certain things that you're glad you were di- weren't in charge of and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mean listen it's it's um i have a full-time job he has a full-time job so this is really our second job as mm-hmm. i'd like to call it um and so it's really, really tough to come home from work and then dedicate hours every night to doing this like every single day of the week. Um, you know, and, and, and that, that fluctuates, you know, sometimes you, you take a couple days off or whatever, but, um, so we're not like, you know, speeding along and punching out these, these productions really quickly like other studios can, because if I was doing this full time, I mean, we'd have an entire season of original kin already done. Probably we'd have, we'd be in season three of don't write me off. Um, that's just like how we're currently operating because, uh, we're, we have these main gigs that are allowing us to basically do this in our free time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, to, to, to basically wear, wear a different hat on this, um, was 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 nice and 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 there's a an equitable share of responsibilities between the two of us uh that and it's worked really nicely so far there hasn't been any real friction between between us uh, we seem to kind of carry our own weight in that way pretty pretty nicely we're both hard-working people yeah uh, so it it's worked out really well so far i think i know you both as to be pretty motivated in what you do like i i've never seen either of you as as being like slackers, right? It's like mm-hmm. when you set your mind to this is what I want to do. It's like I think I see it in both of you as uh, as people who are going to go get it done. And if that means learning a new thing or doing something that it, it isn't necessarily like you like what you're supposed to do, you mm-hmm. you'll, you'll go out and do it. So uh, yeah, that that makes sense. That's really cool. Um, uh, go, going so looking at don't write me off. Can you explain again the concept of it? So we've already talked about how there's these these uh, writers and they're competing and we vote and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, how many writers is it? And mm-hmm. um, what are the like? How are the stories made? What are the stories? You don't have to say what the the stories are, but how, like, what what's the goal of them? Basically? Yeah, I can break it down pretty simply here. Seven writers, seven stories, um, three common story elements. So. 
we got all of the writers together. We, on a Zoom call, we had each of them propose their own character, location, and inciting incident. And when I say inciting incident, meaning something happens. You know, that's kind of like where you start in a story when you're building out, you know, what you're going to tell, how you're going to tell it. You basically need those three things. And so we took everybody's submission. We put it in a random generator and it spit it, it spit out uh, one for each. And that ended up being the, the character is a Quaker. The second uh, element, was, which is a location, is the end of the universe. And then the third element is the inciting incident, which is a magical fountain appears in the middle of town. And um, the rules, quote unquote, are the writers have to incorporate these three elements somehow in their story. They don't have to be the main focus. They don't have to be like at the end of the universe. The story doesn't have to take place entirely at the end of the universe. It just has to be somewhere in that story. So you have to incorporate these as creatively as you want into a 20 pages, 20 page or less uh, screenplay. So those, that's basically it. And so, you know, during that zoom call, we, they, we, you know, announced the three elements. They were like, okay, okay. And then we gave them like a month and they turned in the script. We kind of ran through them um, Cole and I and, and, and reviewed there, there was a few things we had to like go back, uh, you know, to some writers and be like, Hey, I think you should fix this. Um, or, Hey, you left this out. So you need to make sure you incorporate this. Uh, but for the most part, everybody played fairly. Um, and, uh, you'll be really, really surprised at how creative people got into incorporating those three elements into the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because if I think about it, it's like, okay, so seven people, seven people, right? Mm -hmm. Seven writers writing, uh, 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 like a story with the same elements. So I'm like, how different can it be? But, um, yeah, I'm excited to find out how. Yeah. It's so strange because... I Cole and I were just like, man, how like we had no idea what to expect. We, you know, it, it was like, oh, are they all going to be like the same? Or, but I can tell you, and you'll you guys will know when you listen. They're all very, very different, and they all have different themes. Some are comedy, some are more dark, um, some are more you know very serious. Um, some have like life lessons involved in them. Um, so I was blown away with the quality of the work and i was also just very surprised at how different everybody's approach was and you can tell like nobody talked to each other nobody was like hey what are you going to do for your thing i'm thinking about doing my because they were all so different that there's no way anybody was colluding with each other on it um and that that to me was just a testament to like okay this is going to work like okay. this show, it, 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 we, we're on to something. Yeah, so we're on to something. So let me propose something real quick. <laughs> Add another episode. Yeah. So have eight episodes of stories. Chat GPT. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's actually not a bad idea. Beat the AI. Season two, you have to beat yeah. the AI. And we don't know. Yeah. So, so, so we don't know whose story is whose, right? You're just playing them kind of yeah. in a random order. Mm -hmm. uh, we've, we've, 
we picked the order based on a few things. Okay. Um, we tried to not, excuse me. We tried to not put two episodes together where there's like similar cast members. Hmm. Um, and also tried to separate if there was like two comedies per se or two dramas, we would want to separate those out. So yeah. it wasn't like comedy, comedy, you know, or drama, drama. Um, so we, we kind of strategically mix match them to, to kind of stand out from each other. It's almost like, uh, you'd want a palate cleanser in between them mm-hmm. almost. So, but, but it's anonymous from the viewers, uh, like uh, who wrote them and yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, no, we we're very upfront. We'll, of who so we'll wrote still them. know who wrote them mm-hmm. even when we vote. Yeah. Because like, just like any other audio drama podcast, you know, we, we, at the end we get the credit. So written by blah, 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 Got it. directed by, you know, starring this person. This that person. makes sense. Yeah. I think you have to do it because if someone only like decides to listen to one random episode in mm-hmm. the season, then yeah, well, I mean, well, the purpose know who, who it's from, the purpose of credits really is to give credit, you know, right. like, uh, if somebody worked on this project, uh, they should be mentioned on the project and it, it's uh, a form of credibility and validation to where, you know, if somebody wanted to go, if you wanted to go, oh, I was on Don't Write Me Off, and they, you're not in the credits. It's like, oh, well, that's fucking True bullshit. That. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know? Like, so, uh, so, so seven episodes and then in an eighth episode mm-hmm. with the round table mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, are those all dropping at the same time? All dropping at the same time. Okay, so yep. we're doing a Netflix style... You can binge them, uh, super bingeable, uh, and yeah, I think not that HBO Disney, <laughs> yeah, plus we didn't bullshit. I mean, it's it's um, the industry standard is that there is no industry standard for this type of thing. You see, a lot of people will do the the weekly release, and then a lot of some people will do it all at once. I tend to fall in favor of doing it all at once because I think a lot of viewers habits have changed or um, say listeners, a lot of listeners and viewers and in the, in the, in the media consumption industry has changed quite drastically. I think a lot more people are interested in binge listening versus waiting. And for us, it's not a serialized production, meaning like these are one-off independent stories that don't link up with each other. So it doesn't really make sense to like keep somebody on the edge of their seat waiting for next week. Yeah. Um, so, and I gotta be honest. Uh, one of the things we learned with original kin was a lot of people won't give you the time of day unless there's a lot of content to listen to. Mm. I think it's just a, it's, well, it's, probably a also a uh, a visual medium uh predicament but for audio people like putting it on and just letting it run and maybe they're working out maybe they're working on a project and then they're listening while they're working they just want to have enough content to where they don't have to go back to their phone and and like find a new show um so and 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 that was quite frankly some candid feedback we got um like I remember when we launched the first episode and I was like, Hey, my pilot's out chapter one, please listen. And a lot of people were like, I remember on Reddit, somebody just randomly posting like a month later going, Hey, do you guys remember that show original Ken? I, do you know when all the other episodes are coming out? Because I didn't want to start it until all the episodes are ready. I read that and I was like, my heart sank. Cause I was like, fuck, like (laughs) I get it. 
I get it, uh, but it also sucks because I wanted I wanted everybody to listen to it and 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 to talk about it and give us feedback. Are, is this is this good? It, I mean, I know it's good. I believe in it. Obviously, uh, I wouldn't have made it, um, and I wouldn't have published it if I didn't think it was worth listening to. But like, it was just kind of disheartening, and and just I guess I chalked it up to be a learning lesson. Like when next time when we go, we'll want to release it all at the same time. Give the people what they want. Thanks, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. I, I, I you know, probably don't think of that as the as the listener. Um, there are definitely still shows that will do weekly releases or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think you really have to be a well-established um, story to do that. Like Disney can do it because mm-hmm. they own all that IP, right? Yeah, you have to have so people you, who are paying attention to you. Yeah. And will keep paying attention to you. But when, if you came out with that episode, I could think it's really awesome, but I might forget about it by next week. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like Star Wars. Like yeah. I want to see the next Star Wars episode, yeah. right? But it's like, don't write me off. Could it could have been just as good as anything, you know, top writers and producers have done, but I might just forget. Um, so yeah, yeah, coming out with it all at once, I think that makes sense. Uh, and listen, maybe season two of Original Ken will be bi-weekly or something like that right. because once you have the fans once we have the, the people who listen to season one want more um but uh we need to build that audience first for sure right so uh so we talked about the writers um what about all the voice actors because mm-hmm. that's to me i think the 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 third component besides writing producing would be people who are doing mm-hmm. the talking. So <laughs> how does that work? How do you get those people? Yeah, it's a, it's a interesting question. Um, and, uh, we learned a lot doing the first show, uh, original Ken. And, and for that one, you know, we, we approached it very professionally. We had contracts they would sign. It was very clear detailed of what the expectations were, how much they were getting paid. Cause you got to pay. If you want good con- uh, content, either a it's quid pro quo in that industry. Right. I just, scratch your back, you scratch mine. Um, or you pay them well. Um, and so, uh, for don't write me off is a little different because this isn't a serialized show. It's a one-off. The purpose of a contract, uh, first off is to protect the actor and to protect us. It's a mutual beneficial document, meaning you can't get effed over. I can't get effed over. Um, and for something like original Ken, it makes sense because if we're doing more than one episode, um, I've heard many times from other people in this industry where they didn't have a contract and they're on episode three of six and that person just ghosts them. And you're like, what the hell, man? Like now suddenly I had to replace you as a, one of the main characters because, uh, a, I didn't have a contract, meaning I wasn't contractually obligated to provide you with the work. Um, for don't write me off. You don't, we didn't really need that. Um, you know, I think, I think some of some people we had sign like, um, I can't remember what we had them sign, but, uh, the nature of the project warrants the good faith type of relationship, right? Some people do that in business too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's totally fine. But for something that is as serious as we want to be like for original Ken, where we need the same person for all 10 episodes and it's quite a commitment. 
um, for some people, like maybe my friends, I, you know, maybe would, wouldn't do a contract, but like, I still would want to do that. And for us to be like a respectable, uh, part of this community in terms of like the industry to be taken serious, I think contracts are kind of a, a must thing, a must do. And, and again, I've, I've heard the horror stories of people going, didn't have a contract. I'm kind of screwed. Now suddenly this character sounds different because we had to go with a different person. Um, and it can be anybody from like a stranger in the industry that you don't know, that's really talented to one of your friends, you know? Um, so, uh, to circle back to your question though, uh, a lot of the don't write me off cast was through connections. Um, you know, and that was just the nature of the project. Uh, so, Hey, who do you, who do you know? Um, and we would get a name. We'd, they may have a portfolio of work. We'd review it and be like, okay, this is great for the, you know, we have a character breakdown sheet, every single character and every single story, uh, a pool of candidates. We'd, we'd basically do an interview. We'd hop on a zoom call for like 20 minutes, introduce ourselves, uh, have them introduce them, get a feel for who they are. What, what do they sound like? I mean, it, that's kind of like a, pre, not a pretentious thing, but it's an objective thing. Um, I can't have somebody with a, a high pitched, you know, female voice playing, uh, um, uh, a gritty, you know, uh, uh, female lead. Like it, it has to, the, you know, the person has to match up with the character they're playing. So we had to meet them. We had to figure out who would play best. Um, there's some people that didn't work out. Some people we met and we were like, Hey man, it was really nice to meet you, but I don't think we have a role for you. Whether that was just, um, um, a, a mismatch of talent or just, uh, the character didn't, the character that we needed to fill didn't work out. Um, so we basically filled out every single character, met with tons of people, um, people that we worked with on original kin. That was also one of the benefits of doing that show before we did this one was we kind of had a pool of candidates from that and to, uh, kind of backtrack a little bit to that project. A lot of what we did to find talent for that one was we went to a lot of the networking sites. There's sites dedicated just for voice work for voice acting. It's kind of like LinkedIn for voice acting or, um, indeed for, for voice just specifically for that industry. And we would post the role. We'd get tons of auditions. We would, you know, get, we could say, Hey, here's a few lines from this character, like send us a demo. Um, and so we'd evaluate that we, you know, talk to them. We would say, Hey, here's how much it's paying. Um, here's the, the length of work. Can you commit to it? We'd have them sign, you know, um, non-compete type stuff or NDA type things. And then the contract and we'd get them on their way again. That was for original Ken. Uh, but going through that process, we were able to dip into that pool of talent as well. Hey, we got another project. Would you be interested? A lot of people, we had almost everybody say yes. I don't think there was a single person that we reached out to, uh, that was like, nah, I'm good. Um, and, uh, there's some really amazing people that we, we got a chance to work with. And, um, uh, I'm so grateful for, everybody who had lended their time to this project because a lot of this was pro bono work, meaning like they didn't get paid. Um, so is that when, when you have someone like that, is it kind of like 
uh you didn't get paid but um you get the credit of being on the mm-hmm. show and then is is there sometimes a thing like if we end up selling this concept or mm-hmm. somehow making money off of it like advertising whatever they they get some kind yeah. of residual from that yeah so uh for original kin where it was more contractually based uh agreements um labor agreements uh there were a few where we had in lieu of money we were giving them like executive producer credit. Um, and the way that works is if the show were to be picked up by a big studio or be translated to film, TV, whatever, uh, that that credit would transfer. Hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like working for a company and getting equity almost, but not really, you know, it's kind of like your name on the door right type of thing um and yeah we did that with a gentleman who ha- was a uh by far the person with the most credit in the industry i think he was on that show space force on netflix and that was our way of basically securing the, that talent um and so yeah you get creative with compensation and especially with um such a small independent studio type of environment that we like operate in, we don't have tons of money. We're not money bag central over here. So we got to get creative how we approach this, um, which is why don't write me off works so well was because it was more of like, Hey, we're doing this, um, for no money. There's no money involved. And we were very upfront with that. There was no like bait and switch like, Hey, Oh, thanks for the lines. And bye. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, we were like, Hey, just want to let you know before we get into this, this is not paid. This is strictly to, uh, make great shit, <laughs> get creative and create a community. Mm. And so everybody who we explained that to was hip to it and, um, they were excited to be a part of it. So, yeah. and that's the type of people we want to work with, obviously not, not the people who are willing to do free shit, but the people who see past, um, making a quick buck, right. uh, and understand the true value of what we're trying to do. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, who, so I can imagine if I, I'm reading a story and you're reading a story, I might visualize the character a little bit differently. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, unless it, unless the story is describing who this person is, you know, like their haircut, the way they talk, things like that, their mannerisms, I may come up with a completely different character, the way they sound, um, their attitude than you. Uh, so who, who gets the creative direction on, on that, right? Is mm-hmm. it like the writer tells you what that uh, that character is supposed to be like, or yeah. do you guys pick it, or do you consult with them? <clears throat> so that is the role of the director, basically. Uh, so that's Cole on this project, right? And when we would meet with them, um, we uh, Cole would Cole would provide some direction on how the character, who the character is, give a well-rounded understanding of that. And to further that, what we would do is in the script, in the margins, we would put directorial notes. So, hey, this line, maybe think about delivering it this way. Or, hey, think about this character's angry and so he needs to deliver this with like um, a little bit of like angst. And so there's a lot of like, notes in the margin that we could put and in the directors decide Cole's deciding those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. It's not the writer, right? No. Okay. No, I mean the, uh, it's a partnership typically between the writer and the director. Um, you know, it's the writer's vision, but then the director has to make it come to life. Uh, so 
you know, there there are some probably some minor things that the writer didn't intend for necessarily. Um, that uh, that um, we ended up taking a little bit of creative agency because it just wasn't fleshed out in the yeah. script, and we're like, oh well, okay, so do it this way, um, and then it all worked out. So now that we have a lot of people who are already working from home and stuff there and, and podcasting is becoming a big thing. A lot of people have already have recording equipment, mm -hmm. right? Um, I know that was a thing before COVID too. Uh, a lot of, um, I, I, what, what I heard is a lot of actors, voice actors for, um, cartoons and stuff, adult animated series, things like that mm -hmm. would, um, would do it from their house. Yeah. Right. Or they'd go in some local studio or something. Mm -hmm. So are these act voice actors doing it from their homes? Mm -hmm. Are you, are it, do they have someone feeding them lines? Uh, what kind of feedback are you having to give them? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. So a, a, a large majority of the voice acting work was done remotely. Uh, we did have a good chunk of, I, I want to say like 30, 40% of um talent we had come to our studio here uh where we have kind of a great setup uh, amazing soundproofed booth and um and we try to do as much here as possible and so um a lot that was pro that's probably the most frustrating and challenge we had was mix and matching some audio quality uh, differences. Somebody has this mic, the recording in their apartment. There's lots of reverb, reverb. Um, and so there are many times where we had to go, Hey, um, let me, let me give you some tips on how to reduce that, how to mitigate that. Um, because it's like up against a high quality recording it's the the contrast is so revealing and so we would have them do it again essentially uh with some with some guidance and so um the biggest thing is reverb if you have you can have can you a, explain what reverb, a reverb is? is basically just sound waves bouncing off of hard hard surfaces and so it's the echo that you hear in a cave it's um you know, and if that's you're in a, difficult in an enclosed space like a room mm -hmm. or something, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's terribly difficult, especially if you are in a in a space with like uh, lots of tile, hardwood floors, um, something that doesn't soak up any of the sound. Exactly. If if you if you if you speak and it bounces off the wall super easy, it's going to pick up on the mic. The microphone picks up everything, um, and so a lot of advice I would give to actors who are struggling with this would be to a either record in like a closet because yeah, there's hard, there's drywall up, but there's a lot of, um, clothes to soak up that, um, throw a blanket over yourself when you're recording. If you don't have anything, if you don't have like the, the foam or any of that stuff. Um, and, uh, what was the other thing I would say? Um, you can pick up those little, a foam barrier thing. If you're like serious about voice acting and you want to really get into it, it's like 40 bucks. It's like a shield. You put it right in front of you. So you have your mic right in front of you. Then you have the shield 
and it's like foam, like um, acoustical foam, and that does a really good job. You can basically set that up in your kitchen and do that uh, for the most part. Um, don't do it next to an AC vent, anything. Room tone is a kind of a, a bitch to manage. <laughs> uh, everybody's got something, you know, there could be, you live next to an airport and you have freaking planes going over. I had to deal with that many times. Um, <laughs> just you know be kind of spatially aware of where you're recording yeah. uh and also listen back to it and you're you know because a lot of times i'd be like did you guys listen back to this like um and uh you know uh it's okay that's why we're here we're here to like not only um to to make the show just for the qual just for the fact of making the show but also just to like everyone to learn everybody learn like you know i'm it. i want you guys to grow with 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 this industry i want i want this to be your first show where you have something to show everybody hey look how great this turned out and i was a part of it um and i'm i'm willing to go the extra mile to help people understand of like when you okay when you go and you work on another project carry these same tips with you and and to try to avoid the same mistakes mm-hmm yeah, I feel like some restaurants could take these tips that you're giving out because you ever <laughs> sit down at a restaurant, a busy restaurant, and it's just so loud. So loud, yeah. Sometimes you'll look up when it's not as loud, you'll see the, the panels. Yeah. Yep. It's like, so true. It's so true. Those like open concept, uh, um, a lot of people that uh, do that. But yeah, it, it it's a lot of issues there. Some people, you're like, oh man, these guys are, they know what they're doing. Because you, you, it's the first three seconds, you're like, this is, this Sounds is like crisp. High, high quality. There's, there's no reverb. There's no background noise. Um, you know, there's so much editing that goes in the dialogue. Uh, it's arguably, arguably like 50% of the work. Um, Guys, don't use your AirPod Pros to record <laughs> their, your audio. <laughs> I did have somebody do that, and God bless them. Uh, it just didn't work out. Did you have to send them a mic? Um, no, it was like their mic wasn't working. So they like, and they felt bad and they wanted to get it over to us. Um, and so they sent us that just to send us something. And I was like, we can wait till your microphone, uh, gets fixed. It's (laughs) fine. Um, anytime I ever use a talk to someone on my AirPods, like in, yeah, they they hear literally everything. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm crinkling a little paper. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's for for something like this we want the highest quality possible we want it to sound like television for your ears i think is the the phrase i i I love to say and um for something like what we do right here you can have like we have these great dynamic microphones um i wouldn't use these record uh professional uh dialogue for a narrative podcast i use a condenser mic and like a, a and a sound booth um but even using your phone the iPhone has an amazing microphone on it. You could use your, if you wanted to do a podcast where it's just you ranting into the void about whatever happened to you last week. And that's your show. You could use your phone. Apple um, also, I just saw this uh, on, a, on a YouTube Apple came out supposedly. I don't know if that, maybe this guy just made this up uh, with these new, um, they're the wired uh, AirPods mm-hmm. or whatever they call them. Um, 
that use it's called lossless audio do you know uh-huh. what that is yeah yeah it's like a, it's an audio format yeah mm-hmm. and um however they record and use and utilize that it sounds really really good mm-hmm. yeah i mean um uh there's a lot of people who will do podcasts with those just just those earbuds like the conversational type podcasts yeah and people who are on like zoom calls and stuff will use that sometimes too microphone's great yeah, it's fine. I mean, like the technology these days is, like I said, this whole thing. The reason why we were so um, easily able to not easily able. This is not not a walk in the park, folks. <laughs> a lot of time I've spent hundreds of hours on this show on the Don't Write Me Off show, but compared to other creative outlets like making TV or film, this is such a low barrier entry, and it's quality over. Uh, it's it's uh, it's the it's the type of content over the quality of the content in terms of like w- the way your microphone sounds. Um, there's so many great podcasts out there that just use your use their iPhone microphone, and it's about what they're saying and how they're saying it, and the delivery of it, and the timing, and everything. Little to no editing, and it's gold. Mm. And then you have people who spend thousands of dollars on hardware and the fanciest microphones. And it's shit. Not not the quality of the sound, but like the content. The story, the content yeah, yeah, it's just not. It's not good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if I'm watching like a TikTok or something, uh, for sure, that's something where I literally don't care if mm-hmm. it's the worst mic in the world. Yeah. Uh, or the really the quality of the video or anything. Yeah. Uh, if I'm listening to like a, a podcast like this, I don't care as much. I mm-hmm. care a little bit more. But then, like an audio drama, I would care. The most out of out of all those but still i think as long as it's just decent audio like not blowing my ears out mm-hmm. or or has too much uh whatever yeah. Yeah. reverb blah 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 then it's fine and that's and that was kind of my guiding light for this podcast uh the at the lucky duck podcast was don't worry about how it sounds just hit the record button yeah. And start doing it because that's the most important part. If you can start doing something and continue to do it, it's going to a get better quality right wise. And it'll seem like less of a hurdle to get to that point because you just started doing it. Just plug it in, hit record, do your thing. Well, this is a lot easier too, because number one, we're using the same equipment. It's going into the same, uh, sound, uh, equipment, software, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're next to each other so we can kind of match each other's level of speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- with, with these other podcasts that you're doing and you kind of hinted at this a little bit earlier when you're getting these audio clips from these actors, uh, and, uh how are you matching them? I mean, I know you, tr- yeah. you, you might give them feedback, say do this, whatever, and, but eventually you're still going to get different levels of audio. Some people just talk softer, whatever, or they might've had some recording that made it. I don't know. I don't know how sound levels work. And then you have things where you need to put sounds in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like doors opening, going up the stairs, whatever. How do you match all of those things? Yeah. It's all in the editing. It's all in the editing. I mean, um, there's some dynamic um, filters you can put on, you know, it's, it's it, without going into the technical details of it, there's a lot of editing that goes into it. Does the software help you a lot? Like, can you mm-hmm. put into whatever software you're using? Here's two people talking, try to match it or. 
Not quite. Like you're 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 hinting at something that's like akin to like some sort of AI software that can just recognize it and do all the work for you. Uh, it's not quite as easy as that. No, no. Um, there may be a tool out there. Uh, I use Logic Pro um, to as my DAW, um, uh, which is just the workspace of of editing um, and exporting and things like that. Um, and they have a lot of great tools in there to help you, um, push, pull, you know, uh, try to reduce reverb, add reverb, uh, compressors, expanders, and envelopers, uh, all kinds of a library of things you can do. And, and they all have different knobs and it's, it's really complicated and I still fully, um, don't quite understand the entirety of the program. Uh, but I know enough to make the show. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I think that just goes with every, any kind of audio space type of engineering. Um, you know, for original Ken, the, the chapter one that we released, we had some, a professional master, Matt, uh, audio engineer to master the file. And when I say that, what I mean when you master something, it's to get the loudness out of it. So you're tweaking the frequencies and the levels and and the bass versus the, the tremble to get the most loud production as possible. And I can go into I can go into a whole rabbit hole on the loudness wars of the audio industry. Now, what does loud mean? Loud meaning meaning like you ever you ever like listen to a song and one's like normal like what you would hear on the radio and then you go to another one it's like kind of quieter sure it's like not as juicy or appealing okay. right yeah um back in the 90s and 80s people realized the louder your music is the more you're going to sell it's called the loudness war so people would push the envelope of how loud they can get their content um and you can do you do that th through mastering and, um, cause I quickly found out my first export of chapter one, everything was so quiet and you turn the volume all the way up and it was still really quiet because what happens is you have some really loud moments and that's your top end. And if that's your top end, it pushes all of your levels, all of the levels of everything else way down. Okay. And so you would have these really dynamic loud moments in your episode and they get really quiet. And so by mastering it, you can kind of balance everything out to the loudest capacity. And so I learned how to mostly do that in this, in this new show. Don't write me off uh, because I had no idea. And if you look online, like I said, you go down a rabbit hole because a lot of people even still to this day, people who are in this industry, veterans don't still don't quite understand how to master it is like a wizard science. And a lot of people are like, don't know how it's done. It's really complicated. Um, and I think it's just a, it's kind of like, um, you have to, you have to spend a hundred plus hours, uh, in, in, in the process of doing it to really understand how to do it properly. I still don't know how to do it properly. And I apologize if, if the, the show's not mastered to like an expert level, but um, I, I think it sounds pretty good. Hmm. And the fact that they're only like 20 minutes long um, also makes it a little easier because if, you know, original Kim was like almost an hour long and it was like combining scenes together. And like all this was done in one scene basically. Uh, so like a 20 minute scene. Uh, and um, 
And so it was a little easier to master that way because if you have different scenes, putting them together, one scene's a lot louder than the other, then it moves that one down. It's a complicated mess. So yeah, mastering a wizard science of its own, still don't quite understand it. I've tried my best, but there's people out there that know a lot better than I do. Sounds like we need to make ourselves an AI. (laughs) To Uh, automatically master. Yeah. Yeah. Billion dollar AI. I love that. Idea there. So much (laughs) time. Sounds like it would be hard. (laughs) There's so much time. Like... So many hours of work go into editing sound, um, and you quite don't understand or appreciate it until you actually do it. It's just like anything that requires lots of uh, attention and time and and things that are tedious. Yeah. Yeah. When you need to add sounds, because I feel like a lot of people don't maybe appreciate or realize what what else goes into it. It's like if you listen to one of those podcasts Mm -hmm. without the environmental sounds yeah. it probably might feel awkward right like long mm-hmm. pauses or just not being aware of where people are yeah. or what environment so like do you do you have a um uh like a bank of sounds mm-hmm. or do you mm-hmm. do you record yeah, them so that's a great question um so there there's what's called foley sound foley de- sound design um which is basically anything that the characters do or interact with. Um, so if I pick up my phone and put it back down, that's like basically a Foley sound. So if like our character did that in our show, I would have to go and record that myself. Um, and uh, I use a microphone phone called the Zoom H5. It's a really great high fidelity condenser mic. It picks up the most fine sound. Like you could, you could like, sniff or smell something over in this next room over here and i'd pick it up all the way over here in the microphone so, so it's, it's a spy mi- or it's a spy <laughs> it's mic, a spy right? it's a spy mic <laughs> um so yeah uh, my neighbors are probably like why the fuck is chase out in the in his is uh driveway with a microphone uh, with headphones uh recording his fucking footsteps on the on the concrete yeah you're trying to record the bug who's crawling (laughs) yeah so what i would do is i would break down the episode i'd i'd read the script i would uh in an excel document or google sheet document i'd notate all of the required sounds i would notate which is a foley sound meaning what what could i record to get the most authentic feel uh for the show and then what are some other thematic or general sounds that i could pull from uh, a library basically and there's tons of libraries out there there's there's ones that you can pay for there's some free royalty free uh sound like freesounds.com or freesounds.org um is a great uh, uh resource um it's not the greatest content it's just like people who upload stuff and they're like hey you can use this copyright free, whatever, royalty free. And then there's uh, other websites where you pay a monthly subscription and they have an entire library and you can search through the library to get the right sounds. Uh, I use I use a combination of two of those things because one may have one and the other doesn't have. Um, so, you know, it's just about uh, finding the right pool of resources. But a majority of the sounds uh, were actually recorded using a, a mic microphone. For the one that's has the monthly subscription mm-hmm. can you take a sound and use it in uh in your work and then stop paying for it or do you or do you then have to stop using that <laughs> that's a good question That'd i be want really to say that you need to pay for it in perpetuity um and when you when you do download you 
you like basically assign it to a project and then like the license to use that sound it gets assigned to that project so then you can't use the sound for other things for instance right you you could but then you would have to assign it to a new project like and you know uh they say in like the little caption that like they they scrape youtube or whatever and if they find that your sound and it's not associated with the project or whatever that they'll like issue a violation notice or something like that. Oh, interesting. So, so like, okay, what if you don't need that anymore? Right. Mm -hmm. And like, or or don't write me off as 10 years old now. Yeah. So you're not paying for it anymore. (laughs) If I did, then I would just take it down. It's like a cease and desist basically. That's really all they could do. Cause I know. So for instance, uh, like with social media, if we license out, um, a clip to someone for for organic usage. Yeah, they can post it on their Instagram page, and then we'll say you have three months where you can do that, mm-hmm. or and it's in in perpetuity type of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. But we'll say you have three months license to use it. But if you've posted something, like you don't have to take it down later, right? Mm, right, right. You know what I mean, yeah. like once you've used yeah. it, that's fine. You can't use it for other things in the future. Yeah, or paid ads and things like that. But. Mm-hmm. It, it can still exist out there. Right. Like yeah, you just can't post any new content using that same right. s- same stuff. Yeah. So maybe that's what they do. It could be. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd have to read the front. front Otherwise, that would be but... super, super annoying, mm-hmm. right? It's like everything. Well, I don't have made. any um, reason not to use this service anymore. It's pretty robust, the one I use. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that's, that's how I go about doing that. So I'll have a schedule. And then on my fully recording days, I would basically have my iPad with my microphone. I go through each... Um, sound and I mean, I'd hit record. I go, okay, um, Oat World Foley One because I have ID next to every single uh, uh, Foley, you know, um, uh, character, uh, Bob Hugs character, you know, blip, and I'd have to record that and then I'd hit were, stop. Were you hugging a pillow? <laughs> Hug myself, yeah. You learn a lot about what sound, what things sound the best. Like, I go to hug, I wear like a puffy jacket because that makes a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. I'd have different shoes for each character has its own pair of shoes. I'd, you know, for like a, the father character, I'd wear like, you know, more professional dress shoes. And then if it was like a kid, I'd wear like my Adidas shoes. And if it was a girl, I'd, you know, I'd sometimes I had Janie, my wife, uh, you know, walk around and, and I'd record that. So, um, you kind of have to get creative. And I, I gotta say, I, I, I didn't hate doing that. Like, that was kind of actually an interesting exercise. Um, and I did it for original Ken too. And obviously like any, any production you need to do fully, uh, because there's, you know, there's stock footage out there or stock audio, but, um, a lot of it's overused. Um, so if you really want something niche, something creative, something unique, you, you got to do it yourself. I feel like the sound wah, wah. <laughs> like that's a pretty <laughs> overused. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wah, wah, wah. That's a pretty overused one. Yeah. Um, um, a lot of music was 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 kind of handled that way too, uh, in terms of like uh, leaning on some other uh, other people to produce. That we had some of the writers give us music that they wrote. Yeah. Uh, we grabbed some from some of those libraries. Uh, I love making music. I don't have time to to score the entire show. Um, in fact, you know, I think when we do original Ken, the entire, uh, season one, we probably will bring in a professional to score the entire, entire, uh, series, because I think that's one of the things me personally, when I listen to, to audio dramas or storytelling, uh, narratives, um, in the podcast space, the music will make or break your show. And I, I, I guess that goes with any kind of visual medium too. 
Yeah. Music is so important, both both tonally and thematically. I mean, it just sets the show up. Like you can tell what what's going to be a thriller or a comedy or a drama just based on the first twenty seconds of of music on on the show. It's mm-hmm. so important, so 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 important. Yeah, definitely. I think that's why. Um, I mean, if you th- if you think about movies when they have action scenes, whether it's fight scenes or cars racing or whatever, a lot of times you'll have you know, something like rock music or whatever, like, mm-hmm. like a lot of times a very popular song. Yeah. Um, and like, they're probably paying a lot of money to play that in the yeah. movie, but mm-hmm. it totally makes it, makes it worth it. Cause it makes that, it really changes the scene. Whereas if you just had some like classical music playing, yeah. you know, it's going to be completely different how it plays out in your mind. It truly is. Yeah. So are you happy with the outcome? Because this is coming out by the time this podcast come out, comes out, uh, sorry, don't write me off. We'll be out Mm -hmm. already. So we'll have all listened to it by now. But at this point in time, you've heard it all. (laughs) (laughs) Are you happy with the outcome? I am. Yeah, no, I, um, there's some really, there's some great episodes here. Um, they're all great, but there's some ones that stand out um, that I had um, just a fun time making, and uh, just so proud to share that with everybody, and um, to to really kind of exercise my my creativity tool um, in this way is uh, really gratifying, and I, I hope people share that sentiment with me in terms of like enjoying the, the outcome. Um, because I want to keep making this show. Um, and I want to, I want this to be something that, uh, is, um, you know, an annual thing where, you know, every year we have another season and we keep growing that community. We keep interacting with, um, real creative people and, um, and just like, I want to give a, a quick shout out to all the talent that worked on these projects, especially since they did it on their own time without a single dime. And, uh, we pushed through and made this for everybody involved, not only just the listener and, and the, the audience and, and the fans of, of, of podcasts and audio dramas, but for the people who lend us their time, their voice, their, their energy. I mean, th- this is, this is for them as much as it is for me. So, um, you know, I just want to, I just want to express my gratitude to everybody who was a part of the show. Yeah. Well, there we have it. Uh, I express my, my, uh, my, yeah, as well. Uh, I, I really enjoyed original Ken. I think I'll really enjoy don't write me off. I'm excited to do the voting uh, kind of experience the whole thing. I am not the best storyteller myself, but I love stories. I love reading books. I love playing video games that have great stories, and I love watching movies that have that uh, have a great uh, storyline. So for me, I'm really really excited about it. Uh, I think a lot of other people are too. And also, it sounds like anyone who's listening to this, if you are interested in writing, podcasting, voice acting, things like that, talk to Chase about it because 
Yeah. Maybe you'll be in the next season. Yeah, you can go to uh, luckybroadcasting.com and uh, contact, contact us that way. You can go to Don't Write Me Off uh, or dwmopodcast.com uh, if you guys want to learn more about that and see the entire uh, writer. Um, uh, we have all the writers with their social media links on that website. We have, you know, my social media link. So DM us if you want to become involved with our creative community. Um, you know, we're always looking for great, uh, creative, um, hardworking people. And, uh, I can't wait to see, uh, and, uh, hear what everybody thinks about our new show. So yeah, get out there and listen, don't write me off. On 12-15-23, December 15th, 2023, everywhere you get this podcast, you will find that one. And don't forget, like Miles said, after you're done listening, you tell us who the winner is. And you can vote in the, in the link in the show notes or at dwmopodcast.com. Does voting open? Does the voting portal open on the 15th? It does. And then how long is it? It's uh, going to be about a month. Yeah, month. so you got about a month. Don't worry. You got plenty of time. Like I said, they're very bite-sized, bingeable, bingeable episodes, so you can get through it in no time. And um yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Sweet. Awesome. Well, on that note, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap things up here. Thanks for listening everybody, and thanks for watching on YouTube. Again, Hit us up on Instagram. Give us a follow. If you want to follow the uh, Don't Write Me Off Instagram, we're posting all kinds of cool stuff there. I'll be posting all kinds of behind the scenes, you know, what type of microphones we use, what's our recording environment like, um, a little bit about the, the writers and who's all involved. You can follow us there on DWMO Podcast. Um, just all the, you know, social links, X which is Twitter, uh, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> uh, TikTok. We're on TikTok. I know uh, we deleted the TikTok, but I'm on TikTok because of that show. Uh, you uh, you folks uh, roped me into it. Um, but yeah, and if you want to hear or see, rather, what Miles and Sarah are doing at Adventuring Eyes, you can hit them up on Instagram or adventuringeyes.com. And listen to Don't Write Me Off this Friday. Do it. Thanks, everybody. And goodbye. Goodbye.